Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. This is Word of Fire. And we are excited again to be here. Our second epic, epic um, recording. This is the second one out of 19. So this is a blessed one. We got some good stuff for you today. We're going to be going into the Word. We're going to be dealing with our topic. We're coming from the book of Luke. Luke is Christ the man. We're going to be coming from the book of Luke, dealing with Christ, the man. So all of you guys who are out there on the radio station, we want you to please call in. It doesn't matter what religion you are, where you came from. We're just going to bring it in, and we're going to have a good time, and we're going to have a ball. So we just want you to stand by and just hang in there. I just want to play some anointed pace sister music for you just to bring you on in here the right way so that y'all can just hear the word of God and just enjoy the music as God ministered to you. Amen? Amen. Here we go. Oh, we pray to win this building for your 
Amen, 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 amen. This is what it's all about. The anointed face sister had a way of, an unusual way of marching in, just marching in the presence of God. And this is the stuff that kept me as a young minister, a young man of God, because I love the sister ministry. They flew and they spoke and flowed underneath the anointing. And that's what makes the difference these days and times. God is not in a box. He's very versatile, but he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. This is your brother Calvin Myers from Word of Fire Ministry. We just want to stir up the gift that is within you. Our job is to build you up and to equip you. So it doesn't matter what you call it in. You might say, I'm an atheist, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Jehovah Witness, I'm a 3%er or a 5%er. It does not matter. We just want you to tune in. And just tell us what you're all about and just hear what we got to say and let's dialogue. We talk about this in the book of Isaiah. It says, come now, says the Lord, and let us reason together. There's a reasoning point that God want to get men to where he can come in and reason and talk with him. When people begin to come and sit and talk down and reason, things happen. We're not here to debate or get into a debate, but we're here to build you up. So we want to hear what you got to say and why you believe what you believe, and maybe we can have some answers for you. And if we don't have that answer, we can get that answer for you. God didn't give one man all the answers. But when it comes to the truth, there's only one truth. Some people said there are many ways to get to God. There's one way to get to God. Just like you got to understand when we talk about God, we talk about a kingdom. 
and he's in charge of a kingdom. And when Christ walked on the earth, he talked about his kingdom. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, then the angels would have came and fight for me. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. Now, the king of this world that came was the prince of this world, who is the Satan. And uh, he is the prince of the principality of the ear. But how did he get in charge of all of this? Adam had dominion over the earth. God gave Adam dominion, but when he sinned, all of us was inside of Adam, and sin came by death after sin reigned, men died. So God had to make another way. So today we're going to be dealing with you about Christ, the man. Christ, the man. So we're going to go into the scriptures a little bit, and I just want to read a few things to you. And for those of you who are my friends out there, whoever you may be, you can call in and just add in and speak whatever you want to share. But I want to read something first just to lay the foundation so everybody can know where we're coming from. We're going to go all the way back to the book of Genesis. Now, Genesis means the beginning. And so we're going to talk about that again because a lot of times people hear about Jesus, but some people saying he was a prophet. Some people said he was Lucifer's brother. You hear people saying all kinds of things. He was a good man and did things. Some people don't even believe that he existed. <clears throat> so we're going to deal with Christ, the anointed one. That's what the word Christ means. If you have your Bible, I'm going to be reading from the book of Genesis. And I'm going back to the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3. And I'm going to read from verse 12. When God came back. And God, let's look at verse 9, back up a little bit. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Adam names means man. So he said, God, man, where are you? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that you was naked? Have you eaten of the tree wherefore I commanded you that you should not eat? And the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me. It's your fault, God. You gave me this woman. She gave me of the tree, and I did eat. He's saying, the woman that you gave me. First he said she was bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman. Now he just said, the woman that you gave me. But her name was Eve, and Eve meant mother of all living. Now listen to this. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Now here it comes. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field, and upon your belly should so you go in the dust, so you eat all the days of your life. This is what God said to the serpent. He cursed him. And I will pit, here is the prophecy, enemy between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. Did y'all hear that? Her seed. Now, men have seeds. Women don't have seeds, brother. And it shall bruise your head. He's talking to the serpent. This, her seed is going to bruise your head and you should bruise his heel. And to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in sorrow so you bring forth 
children. This is why she had what we have, contraction, what we call it. And your desire should be towards your husband, and he should rule over thee. And so, and to Adam, he said, because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife, thou and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to, saying, thou should not eat to eat of it, and cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to you, and you shall eat of the herb of the field. And in the sweat of your face shall you eat bread, and you shall return to the ground. For out of it thou wast taken, and for dust thou art. Unto the dust thou shalt return. And Adam called his wife Eve. Remember, I said that word Eve because she was the mother of all life, living. And Adam also, and, and, and Adam also, and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skin and clothe them. So I'm going to go from there, but we're going to go into the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 7. I want to go into Isaiah chapter 7. We're going into Luke. But first, we want to go on to Isaiah chapter 7, because Isaiah had something to teach us. He was one of the eagle-eyed prophets. Many people read what Isaiah had to say, but they did not understand. Again, when Philip talked with the eunuch man outside the temple, he said, he asked him a question. Do you understand what you read? And he said, how can I unless someone teach me or show me? So here we're going to do some teaching, and we're going to do a little bit of showing and if anybody got any questions, feel free to just voice your opinion and just call in. Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord shall give you a sign. Here goes the seed of the woman. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. A virgin? It's already written thousands of years ago. Shall conceive a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Hold that right there. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, and let's look at Luke verse 31. Go back into the New Testament. Luke chapter 1 and verse 31, and listen to what it said. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. This is Gabriel talking to Mary. And to call his name, uh uh-oh, Jesus? So what are you saying? Jesus. The prophecy was about Jesus. Let's go back to Isaiah and look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Uh oh. And the government should be upon the shoulder, and his name should be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Well, let's go back to the book of Luke, chapter 2, and let's look at verse 11. It's got something to tell us right there. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So now we're finding out who Jesus is. These angels are telling this to the shepherds when Christ was born. The Bible said, for whatsoever thing was written was written for our learning. So we're going to deal with the, the dealing with Christ as the Lord and Savior. Who is this Jesus? What was his purpose on the earth? 
when you deal with Luke, Luke was a physician. He was close with Paul, and he was writing down everything that he was hearing from Paul was saying. Now, a physician is like a doctor. He deals with people. He helps cure people. And this is the purpose of Luke, what his profession was. But he was very educated. Some believe that he was a Gentile. He might have been a Greek because he's writing these things down about Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Yahshua, HaMessiah. So when you go into Luke chapter 1, he begins to explain things that took place. He goes into the point about Gabriel meeting with Zacharias, who is John the Baptist's father, who is a Levite, who is a priest. He goes into the temple to burn some incense. He sees an angel in there, and when he sees the angel, he fears. Now listen, folks, the high priest, when he went into that temple, if he wasn't right, he died. They would put bells on those priests, and as long as you heard the bells dangling and make a sound, you knew the priest was alive. But once that priest stopped making that sound, he was a dead man, and they would drag him out. But he sees an angel, and he's afraid because he's not aware if he's going to die or live. And the angel began to tell him, don't worry about it, everything fear not. And he began to talk with Zacharias. His wife was barren, and he tells him that his wife is going to bear a son. And his wife's name is Elizabeth. He said that he said that she's going to be a son, and used to name him John. He's going to be a prophet, and he's going to turn the hearts of the people, get them ready for the Messiah. Now, Zacharias saying, John, there's nobody by this name John before. And then he doubted in front of Gabriel. Now, Gabriel's name means man of God, but he's an angel. And he said, because he said, I'm Gabriel that's standing in the presence of God. And you just doubted what I just told you. I stand in God's presence. Folks, let me tell you, a lot of people don't understand what Gabriel was saying. In the Old Testament, God said in his word, a liar would not tarry in his sight. So when Gabriel said, I'm Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God. If I was a liar, I couldn't tarry in his sight. He said, you just doubted me. You can't talk until this come to pass. And so John goes back among the people. They was weary because he took so long to come out that temple. And when he came out the temple, Elizabeth, he went and he knew his wife. He couldn't talk. And she conceived she was pregnant. And when the baby was born, they asked him what would be the baby's name. He wrote down the name John. When he wrote down the name John, his mouth and his tongue was released again. Let me tell you something, folks. This is why we got to be very careful here. You're dealing with angels. You're dealing with something on a higher level. When Gabriel got offended because Zachariah didn't believe what he was telling him about John, he got offended. John is the forerunner before the Messiah will come. Jesus is called the King of kings and Lords of Lords. Before the king will come to a town, he will send forth what they call the forerunner. And his job was to let everybody know that the king is coming. So when John came, he is the voice crying out in the wilderness. And he came forth saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He came forth letting everybody know, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who was he talking about? The kingdom of heaven was Christ. He was coming. He is the kingdom of heaven. When he came on the earth, John began to see him, and when John saw him, 
John said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. John was a bad boy, y'all. John was supposed to be a Levite priest just like his dad. But John became what we call, he became not just a priest, he was a prophet. He was an end-time voice. So now we got people, we want to let people know if they want to call in and speak. Uh, we want to give them that option to come on in and call in if they want to share anything because um, we have a caller here. And call us, say your name, and say who you are, please. Hi. Hi, Minister Calvin. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. My name is Baby Soldier for the Lord. Baby OG. So a little bit of everything. Got a fighting spirit for the word and an aggressive, dominant manner in my articulation about the word. I was somewhat uh, taken aback yesterday when I tried to reference the word using scripture to, as support and was personally attacked, and I call it a sexist commentary regarding women shouldn't be preaching. And that was an offset from the subject we were talking about. I was merely interjecting that Christ was a healing performer. He, he helped, he healed, he comforted, he returned life. He didn't take life away. And he was loving, caring, he was forgiving, saving, he was protective. So when there were people getting ready to be stoned, he came in and used the rationale that if anybody else has no sin, then you cast the first stone, saved the woman's life, told her, who is it that condemns you? It is not I. Rise and sin no more. Just simply working with the, the people of the lesser in the community, healing those people with leprosy, some of which just weren't. Uh, suffering from leprosy. They were suffering from third stage syphilis and gonorrhea. Their blindness was associated with deeply affected infections from sexually transmitted diseases that were still ex in existence in the ancient times when Christ walked. So he went into these areas, the brothels, the places where the prostitutes were, and he congregated and he he helped restore, renew, revive, re replace. He helped them to repent, to, to change, and to kind of walk and accept the teachings and learn about Christ. That is what I was sharing yesterday. Sort of the, truth, the truth of what I believe the word was saying. And there were certain attacks made with regards to my interjections at appropriate times, because I'm not rude, but I do understand that I'm not within a constrained situation where I'm listening to a dispensation, a dispensation or a speech being given. 
That would be an inappropriate time, you understand, Minister Calvin. That would be a very inappropriate time to interject and to uh, make reference to other things while someone is speaking because that is a speech delivery. A dialogue is not taking place at that point. And what we were having yesterday, I thought it was a conversation. And a conversation does require and and interject uh, commentaries and communications that spark other conversation. And so it was interesting how that was responded to yesterday. I immediately got off the phone and I didn't really hear you. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. I I was letting people talk and... uh, and letting people say what they had to say, and I was listening to everybody because I did hear you trying to say something, and I was listening to different brothers, and the Muslim brother was sharing too, so I wanted to let them say what they had to say, and I just took sat back and listened to everybody who was saying what they needed to say. But I want you to know that God do call women to preach. I believe that he called women to preach. It's no doubt in my mind. Uh, let me go further back. I, I had a, My first pastor was a female pastor. She taught me the word of God, and I am a sound man in my right mind that shares the word of God because of her, Pastor Thelma Malone. God bless her soul. She dead and gone and went home to be with the Lord, but she was my first pastor. Oh, and amen. When I from underneath her, I went underneath Pastor Smith from there. Until this day, I've still been underneath Pastor Benjamin Smith. But I've seen God use women all the time through prophetic, through teaching, through preaching. God is not a respectable person. And we said that yesterday, but he is a respectable, a principle. And the word principle is basic Christian elementary truth. The principles are Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He respects the principles when we live by them, and he has used anybody. There is no neither male, no female, Jew, nor Gentile, nor Greek. God uses people. He spoke through a donkey, and a lot of people still don't know about this. Oh, y'all don't hear me. When God began to talk, he can talk through anybody at any Amen. time. He just moved by his spirit. You see, he's just looking for a vessel. The Bible says, for the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. If Amen. your heart is perfect towards the Lord, he will use you. There was a prophet in the Old Testament when the man of God ripped his garment and he went to the prophetess and she asked him, why did you rip your garment? She said, God ain't going to bring this judgment in your time. He's going to bring it later on. There was prophetess in the Old Testament. And do you remember Deborah or Deborah? Yeah, I, I, I don't Judges know much about her. Yes, that dealt with Barack, the leader who was called Barack. Um, I'm not, so, I'm not familiar with her. Okay, so what happened? She was one of the few leaders who was a leader back then, and she was backing this man Barack. He wanted her to leave, but she said, "No, you a man, you leave." But she was basically a leader back in those times. But hmm. I want to take the time out real quick and share with men and women about the announcement. Just want to let you know that we are on the radio bi-weekly, every other Tuesday. This is Word of Fire Ministry. Today we are dealing with Christ the man. We're dealing with the book of Luke, who Christ was. 
He was 100% man. He was 100% God. People get confused about who Jesus was. Well, let me share this with y'all. He was 100% man, and he was 100% God. The Bible says he proceeded, he came forth from the Father. God sent him. If you're just tuning in, we talked about from Genesis, when God cursed the serpent, he said, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed serpent and her seed. And it said, her seed, the woman don't have a seed, but men carry the seed. And he said, her seed. And then we read Isaiah 7.14 about, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. And this virgin that would bring forth a son, we said that, that was Mary. And then we went to Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government should be upon his shoulder. And his name should be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now, folks, let me tell you something. We may get it twisted. And let me tell you something. The spiritual world don't got it twisted. They know who Jesus is. When Jesus got off that boat, again, this is word of fire. We're dealing with Christ the man. That's the topic today. When he got off that boat, and we're coming from the book of Luke, and he stepped on that graveyard, there was a man inside the tomb of the graveyard, not in the tomb, but in the graveyard setting. He was naked, and they would chain this man up. He would break the chain. And then he would turn around and cut himself with the chain. And he suffered no one to travel through that graveyard. Can you imagine going through a graveyard and a naked, demonic man comes out when Jesus is talking through him? It will scare you to death. But when Jesus stepped on that land, he walked through there, they ran towards Jesus and the disciples, the spirits that was inside of him, and they worshiped him. Listen to what the demon world said to Jesus. We know who you are after they worship him. Did you come to torment us before our time? (laughs) What are you talking about? They knew who he was. How do they know him? From eternity. He was in a man's body. They say, we know who you are. Did you come to torment us before our time? Now, please note, nobody could come through that graveyard because them demons had it on lockdown. If you was a man, you came through there, they would tear you up. You was done. You was done. Nobody came through there. But when Jesus came through there, they came to him running and worshiping him, saying, we know who you are. Did you come to worship us before our, come to torment us before our time? Jesus commanded them to hold their peace. And he asked them, what is your name? They said, our name is Legion. The word travel. Word travel that Jesus was on the earth. He said, they said, because there's many of us. And the Legion is 3,000, or it can be 5,000, or it can be 8,000. That is considered a Legion. And they asked Jesus, suffer us to go into the swine. And when they jumped into 2,000 pigs, they ran down the cliff and went into the water. Well, somebody might say, well, that's why I don't eat pork, because some demons jumped up in the pork. But, brother, if that is your reason right there, now, I don't eat pork because I know it's not healthy, but I still like bacon every now and then. But if that's your reason why you don't eat pork because the demon jumped inside of them, then you better not drink no water neither. 
because they went into the water too. Hello. So they went into the water, which is called the abyss, because that's where they dwell at. Listen, folks, a lot of times we miss the big picture. The big picture is it's not about the food that we will eat, though the food can be unhealthy, but really it's in the spirit of the man. If you have an unclean spirit about you, you don't got to worry about eating no food. You're already in uncleaning your spirit. For the Bible say the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So, again, I'm leaving it out. I'm opening it up to anybody if they want to share or say anything. Uh, my dear friend is on the phone with me. She was talking with me. If you want to say something, if you have a caller in there, come on in, caller, and talk with me. Let's talk and let's reason together. We're dealing with Christ, the Son of Remember, Man. Remember, hey, how you doing? This is a beautiful show. Remember, people, dial the number 724-444-7444. Put the pin number in, 143-914-POUND. Then you have to push one pound and star eight to talk. You have to push star eight to talk. Continue with the show. Amen, amen. Thank you. Mr. Uh, Minister. Yes. May I ask you your thoughts about the Trinity? Uh, the gentleman that I was speaking with last evening suggested that there was only one God. When I said God is one God in three, in three, it's three persons, three separate, representing God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay, do you yes. agree? Yes, I do. I believe in God the Father. I believe in God the Son. I believe in God the Holy Spirit. And let me break this down. In the days of old, when Moses talked it, he was talking with God the Father. One of the things that we, we read it so many times, it's right there in front of us. When you read the book of Genesis, God said, let us make man in our own image. Folks, let me tell you this. We are made in the image and the likeness of God. Angels are not. When he said, let us make man in our own image, he's not just referring to himself, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Angels are a body and they are spirit. They do not have a soul. So he wasn't talking to angels. When he said, us, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, when you go into the book of, um, when you look at man, let's go back to man. Man is a body. He's a soul, and he is a spirit, a body. From dust you are, and dust you shall return. A soul, your emotion, your mind, and your will. A spirit. The spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord that searches all the inward parts of the belly, Proverbs says. When your spirit, when you die, your spirit go back to the Lord. Spirit, hear me carefully. Spirit, not soul. Spirit, go back to the Lord. Whether you save or not save, the spirit go back to the Lord because the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. In fact, the Bible says they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the spirit go back to God. Now, the soul is the real you. That's your mind, your emotion, your will. If you step out of your body, you think you're still in the body, but you know you're not. That's your soul. The body goes back to the earth. From dust you are, dust you shall return. Now let's go back to the Trinity. In Genesis, let us make man in our own image. You see that in Genesis chapter 1. 
uh, chapter 3, I think, when God was talking about that. Go to Genesis chapter 11. God came down. The Tower of Babylon was being built. And God said the people have become one. And whatever they put their mind to do, nothing shall be restrained from them. Listen to what God said in Genesis chapter 11. Come to let us go down and confound their language. Now, here comes the third time he used that term, us. Isaiah chapter 6. When Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the, the temple up, and he said, woe is me, for I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among the people unclean lips. And the cherub took the coal from off the altar of the Lord and put it on Isaiah's tongue and told him his sin has been clean and he's been purged. And when he said that, the Lord said, who will I send? God the Father said that. And who will go for us? Here you go again. See, it's all written right there, but we, we just don't get it. Now, people may have their opinion. Now, let me share this with you. An opinion is like a nose. Everybody got, got they all have one. But let me say again, there's the truth, and then there's our opinion. I won't debate with you on your opinion, but I'm going to tell you what this Bible tells me. And what I say, I'm only sharing with you what is already written. When Jesus defeated the devil, he said, it is written. Caller out there, caller, you want to come on in? Who are you, caller? Come on in. Minister Calvin, in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 22, God says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. And Amen. then the other, the other I would like to share is the Trinity. The Trinity enables us to have the power of the Holy Spirit, which is always with me and never sleeps. And it's you have another. I'm sorry. You have another caller also waiting for you to talk. They've already been unmuted. Go ahead. Zelda Brown. Hey, caller. How are you? Brother Kevin. Hey, Elder Brown, my brother. How are you, sir? How you been, man? I've been trying to. I've been trying to get this my youth in the service, and I, I think I came in. I think I came in on the part about the woman's preacher. <laughs> Oh, sorry, brother. oh, yeah, I was just sharing that the power of the Holy Spirit, just briefly I'll share that it's, a, it's actually God's divine energy and authority released in the believer's life, and it's for the purpose of godly living and fruitful service. So the great enabler is the Holy Spirit, knowing, yeah. acknowledging, and acting within the truth that he's with me always. Yes. So I'm equipped by the Trinity, no longer alone, but equipped to face whatever because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three persons inseparable, are with us, around us, protecting and empowering us in our path. 
Yes. So this, the truth of the gospel of Jesus, he is the comforter, the peace and salvation giver, and yes. he's a life sustainer. So there's other things I want to share, but I'm going to let you talk, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Brother Kevin, what, what, what I hear is what, 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 about the Trinity. When you deal with the Trinity, a lot of people read, there's so many scriptures concerning the Trinity. And there's a lot of argument and debate over it when it comes to, to theology of studies. But to really understand the Trinity, you really have to be spiritually filled. Mm. You have to, a carnal man cannot understand spiritual things. If you sit down and talk to a carnal man about spiritual things, they'll never see it. The Bible says this gospel be here is here to them which are lost because the God of this world has blinded their eyes from the truth. Understanding the, the, understanding the total sum of the Trinity is the revelation of God that he's given to his people. And although we preach the gospel, it still is God choosing us, not us choosing God. And the scale been pulled off over our eyes. That's what we share the word, but we don't cast our pearls to swine. Because we know if you sit there and say it a million times, and my mind went back to the story of uh, um, the rich man cried out in hell that um, if he go talk to his brother, and, and the Lord told God told him that even if someone would come from the dead, they still would not believe because there's a blindfold over their eyes. Now, concerning women's preachers, I believe this. The God we serve, he's a spirit. Do you do you believe that, Brother Kevin? Yes, he is. He's a spirit. Now, I don't get into baits and stuff like that concerning the word of God because I believe in moving on the unction, the power, and authority of the Holy Ghost. Now, when it comes to the vessel, God use whoever he will. Now, if God could allow a woman to carry the word for nine months, I don't think he got a problem with her telling it her whole life. Mm. Now, the, if, he, if he put the word in a woman, belly, for nine months, why can't she go around talking about that word to the day she died? And if you talk about the word, you're talking about the gospel. Because the mm -hmm. word Jesus, he's the life, the birth, the death, and the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you talk about the word, you're talking about the gospel. So if God allow a woman to carry the word, she shall be able to talk about the word. Amen. I don't get into all that, uh, do God call a woman to preach the preacher? I look in the spirit around I know when someone is being used by the power and authority of God. Now, if you're a religious person, you're going to have a problem with who God uses. And when you do that, you put God in a box, or God who uses whoever he will. Now, before I hang up and before I go, now, I like what you said about the humanity of Christ and the divinity of Christ. And I heard a brother, he was telling me, he said, you know, God is, uh, 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 when Jesus was on earth, he was 50% man and 50% God. I said, no, he wasn't, because God don't make no half a man. Mm. Jesus walked the earth. Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. And we see that throughout the scriptures. We see that. Mm -hmm. and what, what, what were you saying? When he went to the tomb of Lazarus, he cried like a natural man. But in the same, when he stopped to finish crying, he said, Lazarus, come forth. You've seen his divinity. He was on a boat. He got tired. He went down in the boat, and the Bible said he went to sleep. Woke up by the storms and the waves, woke up and rebuked the storms in the sea. In the, in the sea. He said, peace be still. 
That's the divinity of God. Went to a wedding party, had a nice time, but while he was there, turned the water into wine. That's the divinity of Christ. The 100% of God and 100% of humanity was in Christ in earth. That's the way the Lord wanted us as believers. The way God wanted us to be, praise God. We, we, we supposed we carry the, we carry the, we carry the solution to men's problems. The Bible said when Jesus walked the earth and when he spoke, he spoke with one having power and authority, not as the Pharisees talked it. That's the way God wants to use us. When, they, when, they, when we as believers come into unbelievers' presence, they ought to know something different that's about us. Even when we open our mouth, they ought to see the divinity of God in us. They ought to hear Christ coming out of us. They ought to see Christ. They ought to see the light of Christ in us. And that's the way, that's the way it is. But, but I, I, the point I want to make is sometimes when you share the gospel, it's good to share the gospel. But some folks like to debate the word, mm-hmm. they love to debate. They love mm-hmm. to be fighting. Love to, to, to debate. We're not out here to debate. We're out here to win souls mm-hmm. for God. And when we do that, praise God, we don't mind preaching the gospel, but we ain't casting no pearls before a swine. That's right. That's for one, because, because some folks, they don't want to see the truth. They just don't want to see They don't. That's they, right. That's all I had to say, but I'm going to take up all your time, but you know I get to roll No, nah, Elder, we, we like that, man. You ain't got to stop, bro. <laughs> keep on talking as much as you want to, man. That's the Lord. So we as believers, we have, we have to be encouraged, and we have to, we have to go forth with assurance. And, you know, and, and we go forth in assurance. We've got to go forth with our head held and, and knowing who we don't walk contrary in this life. We walk with boldness. The Bible says the, the wicked flee when no one chases, but the righteous, we as bold as a lion. And when we open the Bible up, we stand on the word. Amen. Shaped by every wind of doctrine because, because the experience we had with Jesus. I can't show you Christ. You know what I'm saying? I, I, he had to be revealed to you. Mm-hmm. And if revealed to you, you will never get it. And when you say we have a believer to understand the Trinity, understand the divinity of Christ and all that type of stuff, this stuff has been revealed to us because we're the sheep of God and we know his voice. A stranger can't follow after this voice because they don't know the shepherd. That's right. But they don't know the shepherd. So they, don't, they don't know the shepherd. So our job is to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and if they were here, the gospel and the spirit of God does the drawing. He knocks on the doors of their heart. And if they Ooh. open, he'll come and assault with them and reveal wow. all kinds of mysteries to them if they let him. Mm-hmm. If they let him. Because you could live the life of to 50 and 60 to 80 and 90 years old and still be religious and lost. You could be mm-hmm. forever without coming to the knowledge of the truth. I don't do I don't. I don't uh. Man of God, I don't battle with, I don't, I, I don't get into debates with, I don't get into debates with Muslims, I don't get into debates uh, uh, with Jehovah's Witness, the Mormons, and I study all of them. I study all of them because I ain't going to let nobody outdo me in my doctrine because I know I got the truth, but I'm not going to with you for hour when you, I'm trying to show you something you don't want to see. I see so many mm-hmm. things get in that area, and, and, and it grieves the heart of God, but like, they can't see it, my son. They can't see it, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Not, not there, 
It's because the God of this world blinded out. But, Lord, what can set their eyes with? Because there, there is something in man. It's called will. He that comes to God must first believe that it, he have to, they, they have to be a belief. You can't get mm-hmm. saved belief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what I want People have to, they, 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 we, we, even the ones that are saved, we can choose them. He chose us. He chose us, saints. Yeah. Pastor, may I, pardon me, may I ask you this? Do you agree in Second Thessalonians that when God says, I keep them in their ignorance because of their unrighteousness? I believe God is the God of the past, present, and the future. Always told mm-hmm. the man. I'm going to say this to you to answer your question. When the wicked die, and the wrath of God is poured out on them in hell, and they be crying and crying like the rich man, and crying mm-hmm. and crying, Lord, let me out. I'll, I'll repent now. I'll do that, and all that type of stuff. Those type of people, if they lived on earth to be 100 years old, and if God would allow them to live on earth to see a thousand years, they still would not turn to God. If they died at 32, God said, if I allow them to see 2,000 years old, they still won't come to me. Because he knows, he's not the God of just the now. He's the God of past, present, and future. God forever knew that they did not come to him. God knew what Judas was going to do, the son of perdition, born for destruction. God foreknew. He foreknew what Judas was going to do. He said, well, better for that man not to even been born, because God knew his choice. So he stayed in his ignorance. People stay in their ignorance, woman of God, because of their choices, their free will. Mm-hmm. They choose to stay there. It's not because mm-hmm. the light of the gospel is not there to set them free, because God is no respectable person. It's just man, it's just something that God won't override. That's the free will of man. He won't do wow. it. He won't do wow. it. Because wow. as a father, a father, a father works like this. I could tell my son. In an angry voice, get your behind up and go to mall with me now. He'll go, but his heart won't be there. God don't work like that. God wants us to come to him and, 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 and come to him like, like a willing child. If you tell your daughter, sit down in that chair, and you better sit down, better not move. She'll sit down, but her heart will be standing up in rebelliousness. Mm-hmm. So it's the heart that God looks at. It's the heart of men that God looks at. It's the iniquity mm-hmm. there. It's that sin. It's the iniquity there, that, that, that root there, that, that root of rebelliousness, disobedience, that they won't turn to the true and living God. And God will know it. No matter how much he pleads with them. And the Holy Spirit pleading with them and knocking on they won't turn. Everybody so I, I want you to stay right there, Elder Brown. First, I want to thank everybody so much for just listening in, and we welcome you to City Radio. This is episode 19 and the second one of the show of Word of Fire. Myself, Calvin Myers, Minister Myers, today, the topic that we're dealing with is Christ the man. Yeah. If you're on the phone, if you want to call in, the number is 724 Seven four four four. The pin number is one four three nine one four pound. And then put listen for the operator. And then put one pound. 
and you should be in. And if you want to talk, push star eight. So we just want to just encourage everybody to call on in. And if you want to say something, feel free to say it. Elder Brown is on the road. He's sharing with us who Christ is and the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're talking about the Trinity. So if you want to continue on, Elder Brown, you go ahead on and keep on sharing what you were saying from your heart, my brother. Brother, I'm going to let somebody else talk. I don't want to take up most of your time, man. And, and I, I'm just... I, I Excited, just, man. That's the on fire man of God. Listen, folks, when you look at the, the Trinity, one of the things I love about God, in the Old Testament, God the Father talked with Abraham. The Bible says Abraham was a friend of God. Yeah. And then when you see God the Father, he talked it with Moses. When God showed up, he doesn't have a body, God the Father. He sat on the whole mountain and he yes. talked. Now, there are times, remember when Jesus said in the gospel, when Jesus said, the Bible said in Genesis, and the Lord came, and when Abraham looked up, he seen the Lord with two angels, and he got excited. He made them food, and he told them to sit down. He worshiped, and he ate, and then he told him that, Sarah, your wife is going to have a child. And Sarah was listening, and she said to herself in her heart, she laughed. She said, said I, at the age of oldness, 80-some years old, have a baby? And the Lord said, why did Sarah laugh? And she said, no, my Lord, I didn't laugh. He said, you did laugh. He said, for this, your son name should be called Isaac, which means laughter. Now, let's fast forward into the future. Jesus said to them, he told them, Abraham rejoices to see my day when I came. What are you talking about, Jesus? The Pharisees said, you're not even 50 years old, and you've seen Abraham? Jesus' response was, truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. That mm-hmm. takes you back for Luke. He said, Abraham rejoices to see his, his day. But when you hear him say, before Abraham was, I am, who said I am? God told that to Moses when he was on the mountain. I am. <laughs> Tell them that I am sent you. So you see Jesus showed up at that time. Here's another time that will mess everybody up. Joshua runs up on a man that's holding a sword in his hand. And when Joshua runs up with him with the sword in his hand, Joshua says, are you on our side or the enemy's side? Whose side are you on? And the Lord said to him, I'm on nobody's side. I am the captain of the host. And Joshua bowed down and worshiped him. Do you think that was an angel? Do you think angels get worshipped? The only angel that looks for worship is a fallen angel. His name is Lucifer. That wasn't no Lucifer there, folks. He worshiped the Lord. He worshiped him. And he said, what would the Lord have to do? He said, take off your shoes for the ground you're standing on is holy ground. Don't that mm-hmm. sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Don't that sound familiar? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so got anybody else who, huh? You want to say something, Elder? Yeah, that's it. that is so beautiful. See, that, that, that revelation, see how that was revealed to you through the Spirit of God? And, and, and that, that's, that's, these are, the Bible said, great is the mystery of godliness. For God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen the angels, and preached Amen. to Believed on in the world and received back up in glory. But these are the mysteries of God that God reveals to those that love Him, His people. 
it, it, it does my heart sad that everybody don't receive this mystery because they'll read the word, but they just can't see it. The word of God is more than black letters on white paper. These are my words. They are spirit. They are life and they are truth. Lord, heaven, they are spirit. Word of God talks. <laughs> but, 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 but it talks, but you got to listen. Listen to the word. <laughs> and everybody can hear the word because only the, the sheep know the word. Only the sheep know his voice. <laughs> line upon line, and preach. You got to divide the word. Everybody can hear the word. Lord. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, we got, brother. We got, we got another caller in. Come on in, caller. Who okay. are you? Hey. You got me, brother Kev? Yes, sir. Come on in. Brother Ryan. How you guys doing? Praise God. Good word, man. Very, very encouraging word. Excuse me. You spoke about the I am. And uh, Jesus Christ also always mentioned himself uh, in John chapter 5, they were going to kill him. I like, I like to tell people this all the time, that they were going to kill him because he said that God was his father. Now, us, like Elder said, looking through a corner eye, these people knew very well what Jesus was saying. They were Jews. So in that language, whenever you said that God was your father, they said, how are you being a man making yourself equal with God? How how did Jesus make himself equal with God by just saying that God was his father? John chapter five verse nineteen. They were going to kill him. So uh, the Hebrew the Hebrew phrase, if you say that someone's your father, that means that you have the same nature and character as that person in their culture. So Jesus Christ was essentially saying that I had the same nature and character as God. When they came to arrest Jesus Christ. He said, I am he. And the Bible says, instinctively, the Roman soldiers fell down to the ground. They drew back and fell down to the ground. When he said, I am he, he spoke that Old Testament deity into their presence, and they was in the presence of God. Paul said that the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him bodily. All that God is, Jesus is. Paul also said that he is the express image of his person. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel. He's God with us. Just like Elder said, everybody can't see it, though. It has to be revealed. Simon Barjona, who do you say I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven, has revealed this to you. That's a powerful thing, man. And my dear sister, I want you to just anything else that's on your heart that you would like to share with us. Well, yes, I would. I would like to ask you, I had spoke briefly yesterday to the gentleman, Muslim, uh, in reference to the correlation of the verses in the Quran matching the verses in the Bible. They were kind of, I believe, indicating that they're very similar, they're close. And I asked the question, is your Allah God? And I think, I'm not sure what they answered, I don't quite remember. But I said that they're not the same God. And they said, why? Do you believe that? And I said, there's only one differentiating specific 
that's missing. The Allah that you pray to, you don't have to go through Christ to get to the Lord, to Lord God. But I know that Christ is the only way by which I can come to the Father. Yeah. I know that to be a fact. I know that to be the truth. Because the truth of the Lord, the truth of God is the truth. So I'm never wrong by referring to, digressing in, and to reference from the Word. Mm -hmm. And it created, I guess, a... An argument, and I just needed some uh, your your idea about whether or not you agree, because oh, there is some. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I totally agree with what you were saying because Jesus said that He is the doorway. He said no man could come unto the Father except through Him, and He is the way. When they went into it was a part of the Word of God. When they went into a mountain. Peter, James, and John, and they were sleeping. And when they had awoken, they seen Jesus, Moses, and Elias. And Mo, uh, Peter said, Lord, is it good for us to be here? Let us build three tabernacles. Let's make three places to worship for all three of y'all. And when he said that, the Bible said immediately a cloud came over them. And God the Father spoke out of the cloud. And he said, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. And the disciples got scared, and they put their heads down. But no, when they first woke up, Jesus' garment was brighter than the sun when they first woke up and saw him with Moses and Elijah. All three of their garments was transparently bright. And when he said that, they put their head down, they looked back up, it was only Jesus standing there, and his garment was turned back to normal. And Jesus told the disciples, Peter, James, and John, he said, don't tell nobody what y'all just saw. Folks, let me tell you something. I said this yesterday, and I'm going to say it again. You got one time only to get it right in this life. If you missed the ball, and you didn't know Jesus was the Messiah, Yeshua, Hamasiah, and he's the Lord of the harvest, and he's the Savior of the world, and you die, Lord, have mercy, you are in big trouble. See, the mm-hmm. kingdom is Christ. That's his kingdom. You can't come in my house unless I invite you in here. If you come in here without my invitation, you've broken into my house. But mm-hmm. then you broke my law. Now, I've got every right to protect myself if you come into my house without my permission. Find the world we're going to go to a kingdom that he created, that's his, and say, I'm coming in your house in the name of Peter, James, and John. My house is Calvin. You can't yeah. come up in here. This, this is Calvin's house. Brother Calvin. You're coming in, in the name of Tony or Mike. You better get up out of here. You're coming up in here like, I love the Lord, but I can handle my business now. <laughs> <laughs> so with God's kingdom, the only way, there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved but through Jesus. He's the only Amen. way. What's the password? Jesus. <laughs> Right. And you know something, yeah. yeah, you know something I want to add to that? One of the reasons, and that's not only found in Islam, that's found in religion, period. The difference between religion and Christ is that in Christ, God is reaching down to man. For he had made him to be sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 
he has reconciled himself to the world, or the world to himself through Jesus Christ. One of the main reasons why Islam, all kinds of religions, don't believe that they have to go through God is because man thinks that he can earn his own salvation. Mm. The Bible teaches that we're all sinners. This is what I love mm-hmm. about the Bible. We're all, all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. There's nothing that I can do to earn my way into heaven. It, it puts everyone on the same playing field. Every, the, mm-hmm. level, the ground is level at the cross. So in all these religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, it's all man trying to reach up to God, thank he can purify himself. You heard the brother say uh, yesterday that he's spiritual. I'm spiritual. I just do good deeds and do good works. I'm spiritual. The Bible says that there's none good. of God, the glory of God. We missed the mark. We've all missed the mark. Adam and Eve fell short of the glory of God. Now, it is believed in Psalms chapter 100, I believe, Brother Ken, it is believed that Adam and Eve had a glow about them before they sinned. That's why when they sinned, they knew that they were naked. The glory of God. And so we've missed the mark. But in Islam and in other religions, they believe that they can earn their way into heaven. Islam tells you, if you, if you're good, I'll weigh you bad. Maybe Allah will grant you jannah. That's paradise. But they don't know, though. They don't know if they're going to ask him. Are you going to heaven? I don't know. No Muslim can say, I don't, I'm going to heaven. They can't say it. But the Bible says these things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. Why? Because we believe in Jesus Christ. My works can't get me into heaven. It is God who wrapped himself up in the flesh and fulfilled the law, for Christ is the end of the law, for righteousness to them that believe. And that's what it's about. It's about righteousness. Man thinks that he can attain his own righteousness. And the Bible says that we can't. And Mm -hmm. that's the big difference. That's one of the reasons why they don't want to go through Jesus. Because they they, they, want to earn their own salvation. He died on the cross for me. He died on the cross for me. Ain't nobody died for me. I'm good enough. I can do my own thing. And so you have people all around the world that are philanthropists. They give to the poor. They, they do all kinds of good deeds and all that. And they just think, if I'm a good person, you know, if I got a good heart. Well, no one has a good heart. The heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. Who can know it? I, the Lord. And so that's the difference between Christianity, following Christ, and religion. Religion is, religion is man reaching up to God. And in Christ, God is reaching down to man. Brother, okay. That's something, Brother Pepper. Mr. Barnes? Hello? Yeah, Elder Brown, you can go ahead and say whatever you want to say, man. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, oh, I know you guys can still hear me. I'm trying to mess with this volume. I, You know, men, first of all, I think that and I know without a shadow of a doubt, m- mankind really think they really got God figured out. And they mm-hmm. believe no mm-hmm. God. Yep. Not, not that really that they, they, they don't know God. The holiness of God. God is holy. He's not trying to be holy. That is who he is. He's, he's holy. <laughs> right. Oh, 
<laughs> the Bible said, watch this. Don't see how holy he is. Even we, as the children of God, the believers, the Bible said, if the righteous will scarcely make it, where would that leave the unbelievers? Yeah. If the children of God will scarcely make it. This, you're dealing with the, the holiness, the holiness of God. The Bible said, without no shedding of blood, there could never be no remission of sin. It's impossible for a sinful man to approach a holy God. If you even read in the law, the Old Testament, how God dealt with sinful man. And I was telling the brother, I was telling the brother, oh my goodness. I said, I used to um, ask God a lot of questions. I said, Lord, you told David to go down and kill everything, even the children. I said, Lord, I said, you just want to kill everything, the Jewish site, the Shepherd site, the Canaanite. I said, you want to kill everybody? And he spoke to me, he said, I don't see it as you see. He said, you looking with compassion. He said, when you look on man, you see man. He said, but when I look and I judge, I see sin. He said, I destroy sin. And whosoever caught up in the soul that's sinning going to die, son. He said, when I send my judgment and pour out my wrath, it's upon sin, the sin of men. But men are destroyed because they caught up into iniquity and sin. So thanks be unto God for the Lamb of God, Jesus. Amen. When he sees the blood, he makes intercession for us at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. And every time he shows the Father's blood, he will even pass or even our down mistakes. Because I heard Brother yeah. Ronald, and he said, we don't have to be perfect, but we got to be pure. Right. We, have to be, we don't have to be perfect, but we got to be pure. And what makes us pure? The blood of Jesus. Not exactly. our righteousness. Because our righteousness is filthy rags in his sight. But his righteousness. Amen. Mankind, they think that they're good enough to even approach it. How are you going to approach God? How are you going to approach a holy God? They don't know God like that. People, people are, are you seeing God destroys sin? He, man, people want to talk about the love of God. If you ever study the wrath of God, if you ever study about the might and the power of God, he ain't no joke. He don't play. Man play, but God don't play. The angel of the Lord is a camp around those that fear God. This fear is the believers walk in. It's a fear of reverence. It's not an ungodly. There's two types of fear. There's a godly fear, and there's a godly jealousy. There's a godly fear, and there's a devilish fear. The fear of the believers is the fear of reverence. We honor God. We don't want him. We don't know. We, we, we honor. We know who he is. We, we don't. Uh, um, sin willfully and completely sin. We don't do that because we know the wrath of God will be poured out on disobedience. So when you deal with men trying to reach God on their own, they do not know the holiness of God. That's all I want to Amen. say. Amen. That's right. Yep. And I'd like to support that, Pastor, with a scripture from 1 John chapter 2. It says, before the 15th verse, it says the children must not love the present world. These are requirements for fellowship maintained by Christ's advocacy. So it says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So we have that assurance. And also, in just before chapter 3 of 1 John, it says how the little children may know each other. If you know that he is the righteous, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Chapter 3 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. I just right. wanted to follow that up, because you said purity was a right. requirement. And it and that's is. Exact, that's exactly where that scripture comes from when I tell people we may not be perfect. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 4, 38, um, 4, 68, around that area, uh, 6 and 38, around that area, be ye therefore perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. He's talking about maturity there. He's talking about growing up in, in our spiritual walk with him, not being carnal. But mm-hmm. any man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure, the hope of eternal life. If the hope of eternal life in, is in you, your desire, even though you're imperfect, your desire is to be like Jesus Christ. And like mm-hmm. Elder said, like Elder said, the, the filthiness that we were transformed from, because man has not been redeemed. I tell people all the time, we fell in the garden. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ got it back in the garden. We disobeyed in the garden. And Jesus Christ obeyed in the garden. So everything mm-hmm. comes through him. He has conquered mm-hmm. death. He has conquered sin. He said, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. In him, everything is through him. God, I'm filthy. I'm wretched. Isaiah said, I'm undone. Paul said, I, I'm, uh, I'm the chief of sinners, and this flesh dwelleth no good thing. So all men are sinners, but in Jesus Christ. Okay, God, I could never, never meet your standards. I could never get in on my own merit. Okay, I understand that. I'm a sinner. But how can I get into heaven? Oh, yeah, that's right. Here's the one right here. God, that's my advocate right there. I've, I've, I've re- repented. That's my advocate. That's how I'm getting in, through him. Christ paid it all. And in religion, religion don't believe, religion think that they can earn their way in, but they're sadly mistaken. Amen. Wow, that's a question, man. Go on, sister, want to say something? Well, it reminds me of uh, 1 Peter, wherein he says, we suffer in this world. But wherein ye greatly rejoice, so now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So we'll, we'll get an honor 
it will be, it says here in verse five of chapter one of first Peter, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be re, be revealed in the last time. Amen. We're being we're chosen. We're called out. That's a beautiful thing to be called out and to give him honor and praise and glory. And I was trying to keep the whole element of, I guess, uh, a connection that God was the real focus point of what we were trying to discuss. But some diversions came about. And one of those questions came to me was, do you think God loves all of us? And I can only say that I said to, as I said to the gentleman last night, I am unable to think on the false level of God. I'm unable to, to uh, work on his level, think on his level, and respond on his level. I don't know. I can only refer to scriptures, say like John 14, 15, so if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Or John fourteen twenty one, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. I I know who love that God references who loves him. I don't know exactly other than in Revelation three fifteen that says God chastises whom he loves. So if there's no chastisement taking place in the life of a of a of a human then I don't know for sure if that question I was asked, it can, you know, I don't really know how to answer that question. I just know God talks about what we we show him that shows our love for him. You know, it says in John 14, 23, 24, he who loves me, he will keep my word and my father will abide with him. Or will love him. My father will love him. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read that properly. John 14, 23, 24 says, He who loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him and make his abode with him. Mm-hmm. I believe. You finished, woman of God? Yes, yes, sir. I, I believe. It's definitely so true that I was sharing with a brother few months ago, and I told him, I said, listen, we all are, we all are the creation of God, but we all yeah. are not the creation of God. Sure. Oh, thank you. He said, you are your father, the devil. He said, sure. you know, he said, your dad is the wife of your generation. Wife. He said, he ain't play. And hmm. I said that, to said this. The Lord deal with me in visions and dreams a lot. And in the vision and dream, I can really actually feel he he could take me and actually take me and put me somewhere and let me feel the environment of that place. Not too long ago, he took me to a dark place. And he said, son, I want you to let the world know that there are many, just as much children in hell than there are adults. And I said, there's a lot of young children in hell, just because they're older. The Lord took me to this place. This He showed me miles. It's like a, it was a desert place. It was miles, but it was 
Millions and millions of young people lined up straight in the road, going straight down. And they were just marching. They were walking real slow. They were walking real slow. And I seen a young man I knew that in that, in that, in that lineup. I said, God, these are young people. These are young people. And then I said that I cried out. This young man, they was going over this bridge. All I seen was a bridge. Like, the bridge was like fire. One of them young men grabbed another young man that was marching outside his car and tried to throw him over the bridge. And the other boy, he kicked away from him, but he got back in the line and they kept marching. And some spoke to me and said, the wickedness of their hearts. Then I, in the vision, we got to this, it's like a dungeon door. I'm going to make my point. It was a dungeon door. And it was a, this, this, this angel must have been least. 15 to 20 feet tall. He was standing in front of the door with a sword across his chest. And then he opened this dungeon door and it made a tremendous sound. And when it opened, it shook the whole earth, the foundation. Like I felt the vibration in my vision. Like it felt. They marched in there. And the Lord showed me the inside of this place. It had trees going up everywhere. All like roots of trees going up everywhere. But all the trees were dead. And all the leaves was dead. Trees just everywhere, but they were dead. And then in the ground, it was like pallets that's on a stove. Pallets on the stove. They, these pallets are all over the floor, all over the wall. And I heard a voice said, the door is shut, never to be opened again. And the angel slammed the door shut, and it made a tremendous sound. And then I heard something said, the the judgment of the Lord is set, and fire just came out of everywhere. I heard just a lot of screaming. Now, the point to this story is this. The Lord spoke to me. He said, son, he said, a lot of people think that hell, brimstone, and fire is the worst thing that's going to be in hell. He said, that is not so. He said, this is what it is. And I'm going to tell you what it is. He made me feel a presence that I never felt in my entire life. And I felt like just screaming in the vision. I said, what is this? I said, look, I, I felt it. I cried. I said, what is this? He said, that's the absence of my presence. He said, I could be somewhere, but my presence not felt. He said, even on earth right now, men wake up. They breathe my air. They walk in strength. He said they can't even wake in the morning. The wickedness of a sinner can't even wake in the morning without my touch. He said he's still riding off of grace and mercy because that's the dispensation that we're in. He said, but once people are in hell, my presence will be no longer there. And, Brother Myers, that feeling, I wouldn't even think about the atmosphere of the fire. But David says, I go to hell and make my bed there. God should there. God could be present, but you're going to feel him. Now, there's a lot of people in the world that's walking around. They don't have, they don't feel the presence of God. Mm. But they're benefiting off because, only thing, because God is still beckoning and knocking at the heart. He's still giving room to repent and come to him. He says that the gospel is still being preached, had to be preached out of all the world. But, 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 but these are people 
that don't know God. See, that's what a sinner is. He's cut off from God. He's spiritually dead. But there's another level he's spiritually dead. He's not eternal dead yet. He still got hope until you get, uh, if you get saved, you can come to Christ and get saved. But right now, there's a chance right now. But once you inhale, there is no more. That's all I want to say. So, so. Hello? Now, yeah, um, people. Um, yeah. Now, Minister Calvin. Yes, sir. I know you got to get ready to go AWOL. I already get it. Got to go do that prayer. <laughs> but this is a great show. And people that's listening, please, whatever you do, let somebody else hear Word of Fire. All you got to do is go on TalkShoe.com and pull up Sound City Radio or just put in the PIN number 143-914-POUND. Now, everybody that don't know, you could dial this number, 724 724- 444-7444. Put the pin number in, 143-914-POUND. Then you push one pound. But if you want to talk, you must push star eight. Absolutely star eight. Now, I understand this is the episode number 19, but this is the very, this is the second show of Word of Fire. And I don't know if y'all got that fire in you, but shoot, you better learn how to get it now. And I see that we have Brother Ron, um, I know you're supposed to be doing a show, doing tryouts on Wednesday of next week. Uh, that's we haven't set it up. Uh, yeah, as yeah, I gotta uh, work out my schedule at work. Okay, well, I was going to have you give them a topic and the name of your show if you wanted to right now, but um, we do have a caller on the line. Um, um, that caller, do you push star eight? I see you in the booth. If that's you. I'm waiting. And anybody that would like to try out to be a host on South City Radio, email me at DJ underscore chill at my dot com. That's DJ underscore chill at my dot com. If you want to check me out, see who I am, go on Instagram at two will underscore of underscore God and YouTube at two Will of God, and you see all the zany things I'm doing with the eagles. I mean, they do eagle shit and all that other crazy stuff that's here and there. Let me see if this ready person ready. Is that you? Hello? Hello? There you go. I was waiting for you to push star eight, but it didn't work, so I guess oh, that was I you. I did it already, and then... Yeah. No, you got to keep pushing star eight, because sometimes if you do it too early, it will not be recognized on the, um, on this, on the, whatever. Anyway, uh, back to the show. Um... Minister Calvin, do what you yes, do. Sir. Pull whoever you want to charge. This is your show, brother. I'm just in the way. Amen. Amen. Uh, Ronald and Elder Brown, if you guys feel as though y'all want to take it from here, be my guest. I got to go into a, a meeting for tonight. You know a preacher's job is never done, so we got to deal with the <laughs> But I trust my brothers. And the Lord, and I, and I love y'all, man. I know y'all men of God. I ain't worrying about it. Y'all got the show from here. You can run it. Elder Brown, if you want to do this too, let me know. We can talk with Brother Will, see if we can get you a show. Because you got a lot to be saying, Elder Brown. And we ain't limiting you in this hour. So mm-hmm. I'm going to turn it over to Brother Ron and Elder Brown. I got to go into this ministry. The people who men of God, I love y'all. Keep me in your prayers. Until then, keep the word of fire. God bless. Amen, amen.
Oh, yeah, and people, do not forget about Aaron. Aaron Williams got a brand new CD out, and it's on. You got to go to CD Baby iTunes at Google Play and pull up Ring Your Heart by Aaron Williams. Please, the album is awesome. Now, go ahead, Miss Princess Chinchilla. You're live on the air. Uh, yes, hi. Um, well, I did not have an opportunity to, like, really hear you guys and what your topic was uh, this evening and what you were talking about, but um, I'm basically calling in to invite everyone to tune in tomorrow night uh, at 5 p.m. Uh, for my show. I'm Chinchilla, and the show is Mike Test. That's M-I-C-T-E-S-T, Mike Test Chinchilla Live. And that's tomorrow from 5 to 7, and we will have uh, different uh, entertainers on the show tomorrow uh, doing some of their original work and all that stuff. And uh, we'll have call-ins for people to call in and and uh, rap for us and sing for us and different things like that, and we'll also be playing some indie music. Sounds okay. good. Anything to say about the Lord Christ the man? Because right again? Now we got these two brothers right here relaxing and holding it down. You have anything to say about the topic, Christ the man? Oh, that's the topic for the day was Christ the man? Yes, and the brothers, y'all, y'all got to talk, man. I, I'm falling back. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. So, brothers okay. and sisters, we must include everyone that's a part of the show. That includes the brothers and the sisters. Amen. That's baby. That's OG baby soldier. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Chinchilla. Okay. Um, well, I don't know what what they were talking about as far as Christ the man. I mean, what was it addressing about you know Jesus? Uh, well, what do you? What's, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You talk. Go ahead. Well, sister. Um, we one of the subjects we were discussing was that that we know the Lord because he speaks to us specifically, the chosen, and that we're set apart, we, we're called, and uh, we're children, and we were reading certain scriptures and sharing certain verses about the love of Christ and how he is a man, but God as well. And I just want to share a verse. It was pertinent to what the previous gentleman was speaking about, Brother Ron, I believe. We were talking about denying Christ and loving Christ and and who and and whether God loves all of us and whether all of us are children of God and even. And it says in first John chapter two, verse twenty three. I know this is out of context because I'm not reading the whole entire chapter, but it starts by saying, whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But before that, in 22, he said, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Question mark. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which have heard from the beginning. 
If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall also continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is true, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Just some proof, some more additional proof mm-hmm. that not all of us are the children of God, but some of us, he says, are from the father of lies. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, so I, I have a, a couple questions about that scripture then. Um, so you're saying everyone's not a child of God now. I know I understand how, you know, people, you know, go to church or whatever. They accept, the, you know, Jesus as their Lord and Savior and become saved. And so now you're saying that's the only way for people to become a child of God, um, whereas God created man. So everybody that's on the earth today uh, was created, you know, by God in some form or fashion, you know, um, no matter who they are. So what is the differentiating of being of God or of the devil? Well, God knows who his, cho- who his children are. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking about the word and what he shares in the word in First John in chapter two. Uh-huh. Yeah, but my question is, um, you know, to determine who is his and who is not. So are you saying that everyone that has accepted him as their Lord and Savior, all of them his child? All do all of them belong to him? Or do some of them as well, well belong to Well let's go to that. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. It says, how the little children may know each other. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. We should be called the sons of God when the world won't know us because it didn't know Christ. So a lot of the consideration of whether we're children of God is based on how God assesses us. And he knows who we are, the hairs on our head. He knows us specifically in detail. We, we're we not the determining factors of who his children are. God is. Right. But he gives the parameters. He gives the specific requirements. He sets out the stipulations of what he considers are a children of God. And then he goes on to say how the little children must live together. Okay. The children must not love the present world. This is God's requirements on his considerations of who the children of God are to him. 
Okay. I can't make that determining factor. I can't state other than to use the truth of the word in the support of what he is making evidence of in the word. Evidence of how the little children must live together. It says even in chapter 3, marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word only, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. That means in our conduct, in our character, and in our conversation. It means reaching out, looking out, helping. We're supposed to be winning souls to Christ. Spreading the gospel. It goes on to say in chapter 4 that the world marks of false teachers and that the the true children are born of God through faith in the propitiation of the Son of God. So that's another differentiating characteristic of what God will assess in terms of who he sees as his child. Because some of us are children of God, but don't believe in the Son of God. And so without believing in the Son of God, he says we will be without God. Okay. And I'm only using the word as my reference. I mean, the first John chapter uh, 3 and 4 and 5. Right. And so now I have a, a, another question, and I'm just asking these questions because people that are listening, I mean, they probably have some of these same questions. Um, now, as far as, uh, you know, heaven and hell, like you said, uh, either, you know, some people belong to God, some belong to the Father of lies, of course, which is the devil. Um, so that's to say also now there are people that are in church that, you know, call themselves Christians and that they're saved and everything and, you know, they attend every Bible class, every prayer meeting, and all that stuff, and never miss a service. But some of those same people are still uh, the uh, from the Father of lies, because you have people in the church today that are not really of God, because they're not living a righteous life, but they attend church. So it's one thing to attend church, and then there's another thing to live holy and to live righteously. Um, so just by attending church does not really give one a ticket into heaven. Um, also, hello. Hello. Yeah. Oh, I got disconnected from the call. The young lady, since Sister Chinchilla was speaking, and I can't hear anything. Chinchilla? Yes, Sister Chinchilla was speaking, and she's now gone. Uh, Prince Chinchilla. 
Pardon me? Hello? Yeah. I guess she um, some happened to her phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, she got disconnected from us. Is anybody else on the line? No, we're about to end the show. Oh, okay. Hold on for a moment, please. All right, people, I thank y'all for calling in. And, you know, this is called Word of Fire. Y'all stay blessed. We'll see y'all definitely <laughs> tomorrow night, 5 o'clock. Mike Test, live with Mrs. Chinchilla. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.